Good morning. It's time for Awaken with Dr. Joe and Mark Holcraft. Awaken airs the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 7 a.m. Central with the Executive Director of Real Presence Radio, Mark Holcraft, and his brother, Dr. Joe Holcraft, Professor and Director of the High Calling Program at the Avila Institute. Together with a mix of national and local personalities, connecting examples in church history, contemporary relevance, and lively witness of the saints, Mark and Joe will share how the Holy Spirit is working to awaken in all of us a deeper sense of what we are made for, a life in Christ. Welcome to Real Presence Radio's Awaken. Uh, Once again, we're here with Dr. Joe Holcraft and myself, your host, Mark Holcraft. I'm here in Fargo. Joe, where are you at, brother? I am in the friendly confines of Canal Fulton, Ohio, Northeast Ohio, about 12 minutes from the uh, Pro uh, Football Hall of Fame for you sports fans out there. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Canal Fulton, though. Uh, You you got, so you're from the friendly confines, but that's the Football Hall of Fame. That's Canton, right? Canton, Ohio. Yeah, the football hall of fame is in it is it is in Canton. Canton's the uh, the neighboring city. Yeah, yeah. And so okay. just make a few turns, go up the road, and you're there. <laughs> I like it. I like they're it. All, they're, they're all excited right now, Mark, because uh, gosh, in about two months, two and a half months, uh, they're going to induct over twenty guys because last year. So uh, it's on my mind because wherever I go, I, I see billboards with posters of Peyton Manning and the like. So <laughs> I like it. I like, you know, you're talking billboards. I'm totally shifting this. I'm going to be opportunistic for a minute in our area okay. of the country. Uh, one of the things we're really excited about, not so much the hall of fame, if you will, in that regard, uh, we're talking billboards. We just, within the last few months, we've replaced a bunch of new billboards for real presence radio. And so awesome. in real presence awesome. radio land. Yeah. Yeah. A pretty nice transition too, don't you think, from NFL to Real Presence Radio? <laughs> uh, but we just uh, so we have billboards uh, in uh, up and down, so between Fargo and Grand Forks, between Fargo, Bismarck, uh, on on route down the South uh, Sioux Falls in South Dakota, and then even over in the Rochester area and um, up near Duluth. So really all over, uh, and awesome. we've just kind of we put a new image up of the Divine Mercy. Um, Mm. And it's just, it's been, it's been epic. Mm. It's been an epic, uh, the feedback we've been receiving from people seeing this. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. Exciting, it's Mark. good. And, uh, I would be remiss our, our marketer. She would be like, Hey, tell, speak about the bus, uh, yeah. in, in Duluth, <laughs> there you go. in Duluth, uh, within the last few months, we just put up a bus, uh, and we've talked about it on air before, but we just put up a bus. Joe, and it was, it's awesome. And it's the same image. So there's an image on the city bus. There's an image of the divine mercy and on top of it saying, Jesus, I trust in you. And then real presence radio branding mm-hmm. on it and stuff. And then tune into the, to the awesome. local channels up in the Duluth area. And, um, it's been profound. It's profound. So our staff was up awesome. there and very poignant. And then, and then we're, we're going to pray, <laughs> but <a> very poignant <laughs> moment. Well, cause it ties into our, you know, our show is awakened. We've been talking about intercessory prayer. I'm going to continue to talk about intercessory mm-hmm. prayer. Today, we're talking specifically about praying on the spot. And so what's exciting in Duluth, so we have our Real Presence Radio bus promoting it, but there's also a Planned Parenthood bus. And I actually have a picture, Joe, where the Planned Parenthood bus is pulling into the station as the Real Presence Radio bus is pulling out. And so this juxtaposition, mm. if you will, you see mm-hmm. the, you know, mm-hmm. an image of the Divine Mercy and a monstrance, I think. 
slowly pulling mm. away while you got this Planned Parenthood pulling in. It's so mm. striking. Mm. It's so striking. And so, yeah, I like that. you know, today we're talking a little bit, not just praying on the spot, but with a sense of urgency. Now I've been really reminded of mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's go ahead and pray. Uh, and Joe, Joe, if you wouldn't mind leading us in prayer this morning, and then we'll be on our way. Of course, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Good and gracious God, we just give you special thanks and praise for the gift of this time, the gift of this hour to reflect into the richness of your word, and specifically how it applies to this call that you have put before us to uh, pray with a sense of urgency, as you have called us, as you, ha- as you have exhorted us. Uh, to intercede on behalf for our brother and sister in Christ. And we pray this in your most holy and precious name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. So if you're just joining us, I'm just joining Real Presence Radio on this Wednesday morning, you're tuning in to Dr. Joe Holcraft and Mark Holcraft. Uh, As in the last few episodes we've had, we've discussed intercessory prayer. We're continuing with intercessory prayer because it's so loaded. There's so much to unpack uh, that we have weeks and we could spend more time, but we won't. But we have weeks to discuss intercessory <laughs> prayer. And so uh, this morning we're talking praying on the spot, you know, and, and one of the images I just shared with you, our listeners, was an image, you know, up in the Duluth area, we have a Real Presence Radio bus uh, with an incredible image. You have the Divine Mercy, a monstrance, and... Uh, when our staff was up there recently, as we were pulling away, we saw the bus pulling away. We saw a Planned Parenthood bus pulling in. It's just one, it's a, yet another reminder, the need and call to pray, the intercessory prayer. But Joe, in particular for us this morning, we're talking praying on the spot. Uh, and, you know, in a nutshell, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Well, that means to uh, <laughs> to not wait for your nightly prayer, if it's in the morning or afternoon, or or for you know your attendance at mass tomorrow, it means praying in the here and now, right? Uh, we have talked, Mark, I think, on more than one occasion with us, First uh, Timothy two, uh, verses one to five. This this great uh, this great exhortation that Saint Paul gives to Timothy to uh, offer up prayers of supplications, intercessions, right? But his his opening statement, right, in that letter, in those series of verses is, he says, I urge you to pray. Now, some renderings in 1 Timothy 2, verse 1, some translations will say, I ask you to pray. But the Greek actually best translates as urge, because for St. Paul, there is an urgency, right? And again, this is 1 Timothy 2, verse 1. Uh, this is where we get that word intercessions, uh, that word that when you translate uh, translate the Greek, it best translates as one who has found favor and been called into the company of a king to make a request, right? So by virtue of our baptism, Mark, we have, uh, we have received this favor from God. And this favor, this grace um, includes the call to uh, pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ and do so with urgency. Paul Elsewhere in Philippians 4, uh, verse 6 says, make your requests known to God. All throughout uh, his epistle, uh, his epistles, the, the corpus of his epistles, Mark, does he talk about uh, time, the importance of seeing time as uh, the great gift. You know, you know, Mark, when you ask someone, what is the, the one thing that you can give 
to someone, they're often going to respond with maybe money, and certainly that helps in some cases, right? Or a special gift from the heart, and that has its place for sure. We give all sorts of answers, but often, often we forget about maybe the greatest gift, which is the gift of time itself. Why, Mark? Because mm-hmm. you can never get time back. It is the great present, okay? And, and I know we've touched upon this before, but within the context of praying on the spot, its value is raised because in the end, uh, when someone comes up to you and says, can you pray for me? And you think about responding to that question in the context of, again, nightly prayer or, or maybe your your prayer at Mass tomorrow morning, um, I think you might be missing something there because in the end, that is not guaranteed. We're going to talk about St. Padre yeah. Pio later, and he says yet, he says, uh, uh, the, the, tomorrow is not yet ours, right? And the whole whole idea and principle, again, is for us to appreciate that what we have is essentially this moment, now. Uh, not an hour from now, two hours from now, but in this moment. And within the context of praying on the spot, Mark, and why uh, our urgent prayer is so important is because often, if not all the time, in our intercessory prayer and, and to those who ask for our prayers, they are seeking consolation. They are, are seeking a, a sense of hope. And what greater gift can you give to them than your whole self, your whole presence, as we touched upon it last time, Mark, your whole presence to them so as to pray with them? Uh, you and I, I know we've talked, we have many experiences of, of both praying with others and then also having others pray with, with for us, sure, for sure. where we have received a great deal of consolation. We've talked about it before in more general terms. Today, it's about the value of that in the here and now, right? If it's 10 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the afternoon, or if it's 10 o'clock at night, someone gives you a call, don't wait, just pray. Uh, Because it is a a source of consolation. It is because, as we've already discussed with respect to intercessory prayer, Mark, we are inviting the Holy Spirit into that situation. And to do so uh, can be a great source of hope for sure. Absolutely. You know, last week we talked about, we're talking about intercessory prayer and praying with fervency. We talked about, well, who is initiating that prayer, right? Who's initiating? And that's the work Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, What strikes me, Joe, as as we're talking, just grace. There's, you know, we've, I've heard stories. I think a lot of our listeners have heard stories. Uh, A lot of our listeners, they're they're so faithful (laughs) that they have great witness of the faith. And so I've talked to some of our listeners you know, and you hear it, you hear it on retreats, how grace, how many graces go unreceived, you know, how the mm-hmm. Lord is just dispensing all these graces. And one of the great, one of the biggest ways is we don't even put ourselves in a position to receive these graces. Well, I think one of those moments of not receiving those graces is not being, not praying in the moment, not praying in the moment. The dispenser of all graces is there just ready to lavish mm-hmm. us with so much goodness, mm-hmm. with so much grace. Mm-hmm. And that grace really mm-hmm. breathing life into us, sometimes not just as a consolation, but literally he is poised with the grace to give you the very thing you're asking for in the moment. You know, I think sometimes mm-hmm. we we even, we put God in a box like, well, he'll give it to me. Like you said, you know, well, I'll bring that to prayer tomorrow at mass or Sunday at mass. I'll bring that to prayer in the future. I'll bring it to prayer when I get there to, at that night. Well, if you're, if anybody is like me, 
where I have a tendency to forget things easily. I'm thinking of my wife, Meredith, mm-hmm. right now. I don't know how often I'm asking her, did you see my wallet? Do you know where my phone is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. How does those little things, just how quickly. Keys, how, Mark, keys. It's like, oh, keys. <laughs> exactly. Sunglasses on top of the head anyway. So yeah, yeah. Uh, all those moments, how it just points to how easily forgetful. Who's to say we're not going to forget? Well, this is important. <laughs> I mm-hmm. get the importance of it. But just the nature, we're easily distracted. The saints were easily distracted. And we'll talk about that a little bit later too. But all that being said, to come back to God is ready to deliver in the moment. In the moment. You know, Joe, you mentioned that we both have had experiences. And we shared again last week. But I just want to share, even from, from my brief experience, you know, just what praying on the spot can look like. I think it's so important, so tangible to share of experiences, whether we're the one praying with somebody for someone over someone or being prayed with by someone. Uh, sometimes I think we get too, and I'm not saying you and I in the conversation now, Joe, but sometimes just in, in general, we've become so caught up in like the idea of it that we forget maybe even how simple or how easy it is. It doesn't have to be this grandiose encounter or experience as much as <laughs> let the Holy Spirit take care of that. The Holy Spirit will take yeah. care of the grandness of it all. But in the moment, mm-hmm. a lot of times mm-hmm. it may not feel grand, but it is such a beautiful mm-hmm. act of faithfulness, responding to that tug the Holy Spirit uh, puts on your heart right in that moment. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. uh, I remember being with uh, with our brother Tom in California. We had a movie theater. You know, it was kind of a new mm-hmm. area in downtown in an area in California. We're going to movie late that night. And as we're going in, uh, a homeless gentleman comes over mm. and asks me for, uh, hey, do you have any money? And uh, I think I'm gonna give, I gave him a buck or two. But I was, Joe, I was far more interested in just talking to him for a little bit. So, you know, and so I asked sure. him what his name was and it's sure. like, tell me like, what's going on? And I just asked him, so what, what, what's brought you to your situation, if you don't mind me asking? And, and he shared a little bit and I just... Somewhere that I just remember saying, brother, just sounds like you're down on your luck a little bit, huh? And he goes, oh man, you know, and he went into his story. I said, can I, can I pray with you? You know, and I was nervous. I was nervous asking him, uh, but it's, can I pray with you? And he just said, yes. And he dropped on his knees right in front of me. He was so ready. I was kind of more moved by that. Like, are you, are you just happening? <laughs> you know, and I just, uh, I ended up just praying over him. You know, so hmm. uh, it, it just for like 30 seconds, and he said, thank you, God bless you, and away he went. I don't know what he ended up doing. What was so interesting, I've, I've had a few situations like that, Joe, um, and I'm always with somebody. I'm, we're always with somebody. In this case, when I was with, I was with our brother Tom, and I think Tom and I were with Patrick. Uh, well, the irony, at one point, so Tom didn't realize I had left to go pray you know, with this guy, this guy he had asked. So he kept going, he turned around and someone said, well, where's, I think maybe Pat said, where's Mark? And they both turned around and he goes, oh, he's praying with that guy. You know, and it was like, okay, mm-hmm. not, not, a, not a big deal. Uh, yeah. This is what we do. Sure. Well, what a grace that is too. What a grace that is too, that they weren't caught off guard because sometimes if you're with people, we won't enter into the moment because out of mm-hmm. fear or concern of, well, I just, I don't want to make that other person feel uncomfortable or, you know, I don't want mm-hmm. the person to feel singled out or you know, it's amazing how ready we are with excuses, Joe, to not pray on the spot, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. let alone what distractions yeah. come at work. Yeah. yeah and, and Mark, what you're, 
What you're speaking to there is very important, just not the grace, but also all parties involved, because, you know, yes, we are praying for the one who us, and we are asking the Holy Spirit to in invade their soul through and through. But as the Holy Spirit does that, you know, grace is exponential, right? The Holy Spirit is also going to touch your heart huh? and, and all those yes. around you, which, which brings to light, Mark, I think another point that um, we can never overstate and really was the essence of what we were talking about last week. But, you know, when we were talking about uh, fervent prayer as that holy, that holy craving that arises out of union with God, if we are not praying on a regular basis ourselves, we will not be in tune, right, with the way in which God desires to reveal himself just not to you and I, Mark, if, if we are the one praying, but also to the one who has asked us for prayer, right? So um, two things here that are very important. First, we, we must always remember when it comes to praying on the spot, spot, the best spontaneous prayer yields to the heart that is contemplative, right? That the heart that is constantly praying. And second, when, <laughs> when two gather, what does, what does Jesus promise, right? There am I in their midst, right? So um, praying on the spot has uh, exponential value in just not who it touches, but also as it does, it cements deeper our own prayer life as it, it challenges us to go uh, deeper and deeper. Oh, amen, Joe. Hey, we're coming to our first break here. So we got to... Uh bring this piece to a close quick. And, and really you essentially brought it to a close as far as praying on the spot, the importance that when we come to pray, when two gather in the Lord's name, as you said, there he is in their midst. And it's not just there he is in their midst, but then there is God's power. God's power is mm -hmm. going to move. Amen. You know, we're Amen. talking about urgency, uh, praying on the spot. Um, and one of the questions to take us into our break, if we're praying in urgency, but isn't God timeless? And that's what we're talking about. So why the importance of praying on the spot? That's what you get when you come back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more after this short coffee break. You're listening to Awaken on the Real Presence Radio Network. Did you know you can listen to the RPR Network when you're on the go? Just search for Real Presence Radio in your app store. Listen live to any station across the network at any time so you can stay connected to your local community from wherever you are. Plus, if you miss a program, the Real Presence Radio app is your one-stop shop for local and national podcasts, including our signature show, Real Presence Live. The Real Presence Radio app, with you every step of your faith journey. Welcome back to Awaken on the Real Presence Radio Network. Now back to more lively, faith-filled conversation with Mark and Dr. Joe Hallcraft. Welcome back to Awaken with, I'm your host, Mark Holcraft and Dr. Joe Holcraft. Uh, we're talking intercessory prayer, praying on the spot. Uh, why the sense of urgency? And in our first segment, if you weren't with us, uh, Dr. Holcraft is really just breaking open the importance of just how, how much grace is involved in praying on the spot, but also in praying on the spot, uh, you, we're hitting right into you know, whatever it is that you're praying for. We're hitting it in the moment of grace there. Um, but we're also talking about how within that dispensation of grace, when God is pouring his grace, how God's power is made manifest in that moment. Um, so much happening. 
uh, so much happening. Um, but Joe, you know, I, I want to talk a little bit. You gave kind of just a quick shout out earlier today or earlier in our uh, first segment, <laughs> excuse me, but in regards to um, the, the the mercy of God, right? And the action of God. Mm. And so um, mm-hmm. I think you had said something and my mind went there and maybe it was because I was anticipating, I don't know, <laughs> but but mm. just in regards mm-hmm. to when we're talking about, and we're talking about intercessory praying, prayer and praying with people, praying with people on the spot. Mm-hmm. But as in, you know, in past shows, we discuss how a lot of times prayer leads to action. And I think sometimes that could be misconstrued, Joe. Sometimes that notion of prayer leads to action makes it seem like prayer is less important, but it's the action that is actually what needs to happen. And that's not at all yeah. what I'm saying here. Yeah. You know, just to be sure. clear, what, you know, prayer leads to action, but that action is a fruit of the prayer. And so yep, for that yep. action to really be a substance and a fruit of the prayer, it means you need to be praying. And that was one of your points in the first segment is we have to be disposed to grace by praying ourselves to be, to have a life that has some, uh, I think the word you use is a contemplative prayer life so that the yeah. Lord is going to really take root there. Um, but mm-hmm. in anticipating that and moving to, and what do we mean by this sense of action? How is, how is action going to stem from prayer? You know, a lot of times we think of prayer as a static thing, but if you're praying from the heart and if you're praying from deep within the heart where Jesus is taking root, it is not static because Jesus is not static. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, as you will, as we used to say, maybe back in the day, uh, uh, unleash on us, Joe. I mean, uh, unleash yeah. the beast, so to say. But yeah, well, the, <laughs> well, the beast, we don't want to do that. I know, exactly. Yeah, so Mark, like maybe I, better words. <laughs> um. What we're talking about here, Mark, ultimately is the grace of desire, right? So uh, when when one encounters the Lord, what do we hear in, say, for example, the road to Emmaus? Uh, did we not feel our hearts burning within? And out from that burning, there, there's a manifestation. Um, and, and that manifestation comes from a deep interior place and that, that place of desire. You have encountered... Uh, all that which satisfies your, your deepest ache and your deepest need, and now you want to share that with the world. This is what we see again and again in sacred scripture. I don't think you can find anywhere in sacred scripture, both in the old and new, where God encountered someone and whoever that person was that they encountered did not go out and desire to share God or, or did not go even explicitly into mission, if you will. From from Abraham to Elijah to Moses into the New Testament, I'm thinking of the Samaritan woman, the, the, the disciples themselves, on and on. So the idea then, principles, when you encounter Jesus in prayer, you're going to desire to share Jesus, right? And you can do so in prayer. I'm mindful that uh, there's many opportunities for us. Uh, something that I raise in the bookmark, and I think it's very important for us to be present to, and this certainly comes out from my own experience and others sharing with me, is that if there's ever a request, um, if there's ever a context, here again we are using that word context, if there's ever a context for that question, will you pray for me or will you pray for a loved one, it is often the context of death, right? Of death. In fact, I have received such a prayer request in the last 24 hours. And... (laughs) Um, by the grace of God, go I, I did pray with the person on the spot. 
Um, and we don't typically talk about it within the context of mercy, Mark, but there are two spiritual works of mercy that are relevant to this conversation to pray for the living and the dead, right? right? We've right. talked a lot about pray for the living, but also the call to pray for the dead. Um, but also the spiritual work of mercy to comfort the sorrowful. Because when someone asks you the question, will you pray for someone? Often it comes from a place of, of grief and sorrow. And so, you know, carpe diem, right? Seize the moment there because in essence, if you talk about praying on, on the spot as a as an opportunity for consolation, um, is there a greater context than someone who has lost, lost a loved one? And so this is what we should be about, spending time. You know, Mark, when we pray for, yes, the living, but also the dead, this can take on many forms. It's praying on the spot, but also as you pray on the spot, be mindful to the life that that uh, leads. Uh, and, and I'm thinking here of uh, funerals. I might challenge our, our listening and view, viewing audience to consider the importance of going to funerals, even if you don't even know the person <laughs> for whom the funeral is. Because I, I've tried this out. My spiritual director kind of challenged me in this area on one occasion. And I've gone to a funeral, and not that I didn't know him at all, but just kind of knew him by name. Sure. And boy, I tell you what, Mark, having people come up to me and thank me for being there to just pray for their loved one, even if they don't know me or hardly know me, it goes a long, long way. And so circling back, Mark, to this whole idea of, of action and desire, we have a call to pray for the dead and to also comfort the sorrowful. And that is a very real work of mercy to, to sit side by side uh, with someone who is grieving um, is a powerful movement of God and a powerful way to, to pray in action. And sometimes, Mark, sometimes it's to just grieve with them, right? It's right. to just grieve with them. You know, we, we have that phrase from peanuts, right? Is it peanuts? Yes, good grief. You know, well, there's, there's actually <laughs> grief that, that is good, right? And that grief that is good is when we join others who are suffering and attentively uh, listen to them. And you know, Mark, grief is messy and that's okay, right? Sometimes, again, it's just physically being present. Uh, sometimes it's just physically crying with them, right? That they see your tears. And ultimately, this can be a kind of intercession uh, and one that is a spiritual work of mercy and one that is a manifestation of uh, intercessory prayer. Well, Joe, I want to go back to the example you gave quick, just in regards to um, going to funerals, like the nature of funeral. People ask, can you please pray for this loved one? Uh, if they've not passed away, you know, they're on their deathbed or, you know, whatever that is. But indeed, so many of the parishes in our listening area, just very practically speaking, this is kind of a practical application moment. A lot of our pastors in a position, they'll move their daily mass uh, that maybe typically is at 738 in the morning. And if there is a funeral, they'll move it to the 11 a.m. funeral mass. And if they know about that, a lot of our priests the day before will say, hey, we don't have a regular scheduled 8, 8 a.m. Mass or whatever time it is, uh, but you're welcome to come to the funeral Mass. The first time I heard that, I was like, what? Um, 
no, <laughs> that's just the, that, yeah, that feels sure. awkward or I don't know them. And yeah. it just anybody's going to go to the funeral mass. I completely missed it. I completely missed the boat. Uh, hmm. it, now I grew into it because, you know, I worked at the parish and I started to know more people and I, you know, maybe the person who passed away, I did know, or maybe had some connection to, well, then I just, I did, I started going to masses, the funeral mass, and I didn't know who, I didn't know who the person was per se, but again, praying for that soul, praying for that person who's died, this, you know, the spiritual work of mercy, just as you said, uh, but also I think of Real Presence Radio on our website, we're constantly getting prayer requests from people. It seems much of the prayer requests that we get are for those, you know, family members and friends of those who are asking us that are sick, you know, maybe they yeah. are on their deathbed. Yeah. But again, I mean, it's these people also, they're entrusting their deepest hopes, their maybe even deepest fears, concerns to prayer and entrust themselves to other people to pray for them. You know, and, and as you said, you know, that there's a certain sense of grace in the moment. As you said, well, it's the present. Mm-hmm. There's always grace available mm-hmm. in the present. And so practically speaking, for those of our listeners, maybe it is awkward. Maybe it is awkward to uh, go to a funeral of somebody you don't know. But the community of prayer, and we've talked about that before, uh, Joe, the, the power of praying with a community and community in prayer. It's a huge thing. Um, and you said earlier too, grief is messy. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> truth be told, sometimes life is just messy too. It doesn't have to be grief, yeah. Yeah. you know? And so yeah. the substance of inviting people in the mess to pray, you know, and that's, that's really, there's, that's where the deepest experience and encounter of compassion, which I think we've discussed this too, to suffer with. When you invite somebody mm-hmm. into the mess to intercede, to pray, you know, we stand in that breach. Um, it's so, it's so good. It's so beautiful, Joe. Um, it fosters community. It's what we need, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm trying not to go on too many tangents here, but there's, there's so much no, that can no, be you're, said, you're, but these are just the immediate fruits of you yeah. know, praying in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, you're, you're still on, on point, Mark. And the thing of it is with respect to, praying for those who have passed and comforting the sorrowful um, as it's messy, there's no planned start and finish to it. And when there's no planned start and finish to it, and, and I know for so many of us that bothers us because we're so structured, you know, yeah. we're doing this at this time and that at that time, right? But in actuality, this is how God works, right? We, we've heard it said probably 101 times. If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. When you enter into the misery of another, and that is the compasio, right? That is mercy, right? right? When you right. enter into the, the misery of another, there is no plan, start, and finish. That means you need to be permanently disposed to uh, pray for that person and to be present to that person as God calls you to be present to that person. You know, you were saying something earlier, Mark, um, last, um, last uh, section, last session, that um that you know yeah we can't we can't wait for tomorrow we need to we need to enter into the present moment and really you're reemphasizing what i was saying there um <laughs> as we talk about that it's it's also to be reminded that when we pray in the present moment <laughs> when we go to pray later that night or the next morning that prayer will be all the more valuable when we go to pray for for those who are 
um, grieving or, or for those who are just in misery because they've lost a, a loved one, to pray with them in the moment is to enter into that misery in such a way where, where now we, we better be ready to accompany them, right? Yeah. Um, as yeah. God calls us to, um, and whoever that might be. I, th- I think I shared in the bookmark, I can't even remember anymore because I know I've talked about it quite a few times. Uh, when um, our father passed away, when our dad passed away back in 91, our own mom, <laughs> it took a while for her to grieve. And sure. I will never forget, it was, gosh, maybe six, seven months later, uh, Paula Hockyard appearing at our door. She, we, we lived in the Bay Area. We moved in 1984. She had somewhat of a distant relationship with Paula Hockyard. Paula Hockyard was, yeah. was our next door neighbor. She just showed up six months after our dad's funeral and was just with her. And what I'll never forget is going into our mom's room and just listening to her cry and watching Paula just be present to her. And she was there for like a week. Yeah. You know, this was six months later. Yeah. Right? So Paula Hockier, God rest her, her soul, um, entered into this accompaniment. She was sharing in the misery of our mother as she was, I think, now finally grieving the loss of, of our dad, her husband. And so ultimately, this is something we need to be, uh, need to be mindful of, Mark, that Intercessory prayer and praying on the spot, certainly in the context of uh, comforting the sorrowful, especially for those who are grieving, it's going to include accompaniment. And we need to be present to that because God desires us to journey with other. Uh, this is one of the great lessons of divine revelation, sacred scripture, and so something we, we ought to again highlight as we're talking about in a much wider scope, this topic of praying on the spot. Absolutely. And I could just, I could hear our listeners. Uh, one, if you're just, if you're just tuning in to Awaken, you're listening to Dr. Joe Holcraft and Mark Holcraft. And we're talking about intercessory prayer, praying on the spot, praying with a sense of urgency. But in particular right now, speaking to two spiritual works of mercy, uh, one being to pray for the living and the dead. And then two, to pray for the sorrow, praying for the sorrowful or the sorrowing. Um, in this case, Joe, you know, as you're talking about that, I, I think of uh, so many moments, so many moments of praying with those who are suffering. You know, I, what I was going to say earlier for our listeners, you know, well, what does that look like? Sometimes a person could be asking, well, how do you do that? You know, and I think one, I want to go back to what you said earlier. Grief is messy. Sometimes mm-hmm. to accompany someone, it's just messy, but it's the best way to accompany someone is just to be you. A lot of times we think we need to be someone else, but to just be you. And it, and it would be the same when we come to prayer, when we come to intercede. Well, how do I pray? How do I know the right thing to say? Especially if we're praying on the spot. Oh my gosh, I could never do that. I would never know what to say. And this is what I could hear some people saying. Just be you, because that's when God is going to be made manifest most. I, you know, If we're going into that moment, we pray with that person God is going to be most manifest when, in a certain sense, if there's a kind of rawness that's there, because uh-huh. you're not trying to control it, you're not trying to control God. You know, and so the dispenser of grace is... Yeah, yeah he ahead, hasn't Joe. invited someone else, Mark, into that prayer. He hasn't invited someone else into that prayer. He's invited you into that prayer, just as a quick exactly. interjection. I think that's so important. He's invited you into that, into that spontaneous prayer. 
Yes. Yes. You know, and so, and even the question too of, well, and how do you do it? How do you step into that to be there with someone? How do you accompany someone? You know, yes, there's, there's bits and pieces that could be taught that can certainly help that moment to be, uh, to, to be dealt with maybe emotionally a little more, uh, well, I don't say in control, but in a certain sense to allow that person to feel what they need to, there's certain things, there's counselors for that, but in the moment, it's just you being you and just that ministry of presence. Like you said, regarding our, our old neighbor, Mrs. Hockyard, how she accompanied uh, our mom. We got to take a break. When we come back, we're talking uh, St. Padre, Padre Pio of Pietrocina, also known as Padre Pio. You've made the right choice to listen to Awaken. Stay with us. There's much more to come after this short break. Is there an event that you would like announced right here on the RPR Network? Please email the details at least two weeks in advance to heather at realpresenceradio.com. That's H-E-A-T-H-E-R at realpresenceradio.com. We can help spread the word about what's happening at your parish and in your diocese. Again, that email address is heather at realpresenceradio.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. Now, back to more Awaken, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Welcome back to Awaken. Mark Holcraft here with Dr. Joe Holcraft. We're talking intercessory prayer, praying on the spot, and now St. Padre Pio. Uh, Joe, this guy, he's so known by so many, because talk about, uh, you know, we had our top five. Was it our top, our top five recruits yeah. of saints once upon a time? Yeah. <laughs> Padre Pio, again, he's one, he's so well known uh, because of the miraculous, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, you know, often the miracles, the miraculous in the saint's life are the fruits. They stem originally from the life of holiness. And I know I always Amen. need to be reminded of that. I, I love learning about the miraculous. I love because it taps into the mystery of the faith that can never really mm-hmm. be measured, you know? And a lot mm-hmm. of times, like you said mm-hmm. earlier, we want to we wanna have control. We want to have it measured. We want to know the checks and balances of all things. But in the mystery of faith and the deposit of faith, sometimes you just can't. Uh, and that is the beauty yeah. of our saints, I think. Um, but yeah. with Padre Pio, I know you wanted to say some things, and I would love Please do. Sure. Yeah, Mark. Uh, well, just let me first say this. We were just talking about comforting the sorrowful, right? And yeah. here we are talking about uh, St. Padre Pio. Uh, you, know, you look at the word uh, comfort the sorrowful, uh, that phrase comfort the sorrowful, and then the word comfort, uh, cum fortissimo, uh, with strength, right? So when you talk about uh, comforting the sorrowful, you're talking about someone who is a source of for someone in the 20th century uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who was more a source of strength for others than uh, Saint Padre Pio of Pietrocina right uh, Mother Teresa and, and others but uh, this was a man of of great strength you highlighted it Mark you know he was a man who <clears throat> bilocated he received the stigmata he had mystical visions 
He visited purgatory. I mean, all these things that are fun dining room conversation, but you noted rightly, all of that stems from a life of holiness. And in the case of uh, Padre Pio, uh, Mark, I would say a life of suffering. In the life of Padre Pio, we do tend to just kind of jump to, you know, fast forward to when he was much older. Well, go back, right? Uh, born Francesco Forgione uh, in a very poor family there in Pietrelcina, Italy. He, uh, he, he suffered a great deal. Uh, at the age of 11, he almost died of typhoid fever. In 17, at the age of 17, he um, struggled a great deal with indigestion where he could only drink milk and eat cheese. Thank God he wasn't lactose intolerant. <laughs> you know, what do you do with that? Right, right. right? He joined the army and um, they thought he had tuberculosis. Uh, so he, he just, he suffered uh, his whole life. You, you look at the stigmata, him receiving the stigmata, Really, and when we talk about the stigmata, we're talking about uh, actually receiving the physical wounds of Christ. And now it might be hard for some of our listeners to understand this, but the stigmata to some degree, when you really think about it, Mark, is a gift to the degree that one begins to understand suffering as a sharing in, in, in the redemptive mission of Christ. Certainly, yes, certainly Pope yes. Pio understood that. Um, but to his life and to his suffering, Mark, this defined this defined his holiness uh, rightfully so we were just talking about yeah. the latin cum fortissimo uh, sacrifice he was a man who sacrificed constantly uh, sacrifice secum fite to make holy when right. you suffer when you sacrifice it's god's way of making you more holy if you will so this was the essence of this man because uh, because of his life of suffering a suffering he welcomed, a suffering that he offered to God, which included, Mark, his whole life within the context of his priesthood. Uh, he was ordained at a young age after he returned from the army. Um, and famously, now when he was uh, 31 years old, he had a flash, a vision. And when he came out of that flash, when he came out of that vision, he realized that he had received the wounds of Christ. And um, so from that point on, really for the next, I think, what, what was it, 50 years, uh, would he suffer and suffer profoundly. But Mark, he is our saint for this uh, chapter, this topic of Pray on the Spot, because in the words of St. John Paul the Great, uh, you cannot have a greater synthesis uh, to the teaching of Padre Pio than that of uh, prayer and charity. Prayer and charity. His whole life was devoted to intercessory prayers. And no doubt his visitations to purgatory had something to do with that. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but before, and this highlights your earlier point, before any of that happened, was he already interceding? And again, uh, as he said, tomorrow is not yet ours. Tomorrow is not yet ours. Uh, St. Padre Pio would receive hundreds of petitions every day. And he would put these petitions petitions at the altar and offer them to God. And certainly, uh, as he would do this, he again would enter into these mystical, uh, you know, and enter into the mystical phenomenon where he would see pur purgatory and the like. But in the end, uh, the life of St. Padre Pio is a life that was devoted to intercessory prayer. Mark, a life that was devoted to praying on the spot, 
whenever and wherever he could. Uh, and this, for this, we just praise God uh, for this man because he teaches us so much. I think I said last week, uh, you know, if the female version for intercessory prayers, St. Monica, because of her life, then the male version, if it's not St. Joseph, is probably, probably uh, Padre Pio. Now, in my book, I talk about a lot of different saints, but those two, St. Monica and, and, and St. Padre Pio of Pietrocina, certainly um, stand out because of their life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that struck me about Padre Pio, too, because I and may, may, I don't think it's just me, but, you know, I'll claim it if it is just me. <laughs> Sometimes just a sense like you, you kind of put these saints on a pedestal and by pedestal that they don't demonstrate or show some human faculties or human experiences. One of the things that stands out to me so much about Padre Pio, he was known to be a very, a very passionate man. Um, he felt things strongly, emotionally, um, deeply, but he was also known for being a really funny guy. You know, so as a Capuchin friar amongst his brother uh, priests in the community he lived in, they knew him as, you know, and I mean, to, in a certain sense, he's one of the guys. You know, they weren't mm -hmm. so blind to know yeah. that he wasn't gifted <laughs> with these miracles. Yeah, 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 yeah. But still that he would yeah. walk away, you know, one of my favorite stories, it just makes me laugh, but also points to like, okay, you can't tell me it isn't got a little, a little uh, moxie in him. You know, he's like swinging yeah. his, uh, his rope around around his waist, the cincture. He's swinging around. Mm -hmm, if someone was mm -hmm. getting mad at it, he'd whip it at him. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know? Yeah, um, yeah. Things like that. Uh, his ability to, to joke with his brothers, um, but also in the experience of feeling deeply, we talked about comforting the sorrowing and praying for the, the dead. Um, when his parents passed away, I think it was his mother who mm -hmm. passed away when he was already in community. They said he removed himself for a week. You know, he didn't spend time with his brothers and he just cried the whole time. It worried his brothers. You know, his uh, friars, uh, yeah, friar companions, they were, they didn't know what to do. Is he going to be okay? Is he going to come out of this? Is he going to eat? And then a week went by, he came out and away he went. You know, it wasn't that he just forgot, but he, he knew the human experience of needing to sorrow needed to happen. So it wasn't that he was above it. I think that's so important. It's important for me, but to realize as human, you know, we need to encounter, engage some of those experiences, like just to, ex I, I think to accept it, you know, I think sometimes mm -hmm. we think emotions can be a bad thing or it can be a disruptive thing. And no, really it's the fullness of humanity that's shown so bright, you know, in his holiness. I think it made him more holy in that regard. Yeah. Um, there's so many but things, Jesus that, you know, Oh, go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, you know, to highlight that point, Mark, when Jesus wept, he reveals us that tears are sacramental, right? They're sacramental. Amen. And in that, in that context, uh, when Padre Pio weeps, he, he's pointing to a deep interior truth. Um, it's, it's manifesting in, in tears, but that deep interior truth is, he shared with his mother and be rest assured those tears were being offered to God with a man like Padre Pio those tears were being offered to God and uh, for this again it's another praise be Jesus Christ moment because it's a way in which uh, the God man identifies 
Mark, with you and I and all of our listeners. He gets it. He entered into our misery and he gets it. And so we share uh, in Christ's humanity when we grieve the loss of loved ones. Um, and it's all the more profound when we give it, uh, give it back to the heart of Jesus. Amen, Joel. I want to jump to something. There was a line that stood out to me in this chapter, praying on the spot, and you're reflecting. It was actually it was my favorite line in this whole chapter. Uh, you go on and you say, underneath the mystical phenomena, however, was a man who saw time as a gift. A man who saw time as a gift, an opportunity to pray more and to work mercifully. And I think that ties into so much what we've talked about in this episode today. You know, mm. a man who saw time mm. as a gift, an opportunity to pray more. I mean, how often do we see praying more as an opportunity versus a chore? If we're being really honest, if we're being really honest, yeah, there's sometimes that we know to pray is good, but sometimes we treat it as a chore um, and then to work mercifully. And so we, as you said, what better example of an embodiment of the very thing we're speaking of, you know, praying on the spot to pray with urgency, you know, and even we, you refer to one of the miracles attributed to Pope, Fra uh, Pope Francis. Hey, okay. <laughs> you know, maybe God willing one day, but uh, attributed to uh, St. Padre Pio, you know, by yes. location. Well, I can think of two occasions Many more were recorded regarding Padre Pio bilocating, being in two places at one time. But the bilocation was a fruit of a person's prayer and God answering it on the spot. So there's an affirmation mm -hmm. here, I think, we, that's worth acknowledging. When we wonder why the importance, does God see it as important to pray on the spot? You bet he does. He's, he sees mm -hmm. it so important that he's willing to take one of his beloved little ones in St. Padre Pio and to take him out of time as we know it, to put him in a different place, literally a different location, that a person who is in the moment of their prayer and the Lord revealing that he hears the cry of our heart, to in turn not only mm -hmm. answer that prayer, but to do so in a supernatural way, because God who is outside of time could do in that sense, whatever he wants, you know? Um, yeah. But I think it points to the importance and the validity. And there's just so many things that we claim of, if you're going to pray on the spot, like not if, but when we do it, like we should, we need to, we're called to, we're invited to. Um, Padre Pio gives profound witness to that. Yeah. You know, you know, there's so much there in what you're saying, Mark. The, the first, I think, point to be had, and it's it's a point of emphasis, really, praying on the spot um, typically is categorized as the more informal uh, type of prayer, the formal being the mass, the rosary, the chapel, and those kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. When St. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, uh, chapter 5, verse 17, to pray without season. He's not saying be on bed and knee 24-7, 365. No, what he's saying is enter into that, you know, familiar courtship with God in the formal, but understand that that manifests in the many informal moments. And so this is what is at the heart of St. Padre Pio when, when, he's, when he's constant in his prayer, right? When he's constant in his um, working mercifully, if you will. Uh, I, I talked about in the book um, his involvement in establishing a hospital for those uh, you know who were suffering a great deal uh, in a nearby 
in a nearby village. He was very involved in that up on the mountain there. And uh, again, it was just him entering into the mystery of the 24 7 365 uh the the praying on the spot and then also what that looks like in the journey accompanying other uh, you can never have enough prayer with respect to uh, how god is made to work and reveal himself in our life mark and i want to make that point clear because i get this question a lot actually uh, getting people to understand that uh, these are two different things, but one is forming and informing the other. Sometimes, you know, you just need to sit with it for a little bit. I, I often correlate it with, I don't know, Mark, we're both married, right? We have kids um, when, in that initial courtship. And still today, uh, my wife and I uh, go out on dates. That That's the more formal setting for the getting to, to know our spouse, right? When we go out on dates or, or that type of thing. Right. Um, the... <laughs> The more often we do that, the better all of our other informal conversations are going to be. The more we are praying together, the better all those other informal conversations are going to be. Um, one is constantly feeding the other. And with respect, again, to praying on the spot, that point can never be overstated because otherwise it just gets lost on us. And certainly it didn't get lost on St. Padre Pio. Uh, and he is the great teacher of what it means to pray on the spot and as we do to enter into uh, the life that God desires um, with respect to the way in which we we share and 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 work mercifully uh, amen Joe I I'm not gonna try to add more to that <laughs> I'm just gonna it's because that's a great place to bring St. Padre Pio to a close. I mean, there's so much more we can say. There's beautiful books uh, on him for those who would like to read further about St. Saint, uh, Saint Padre Pio. It's so good. Um, Joe, we're coming to the end of our show today. Um, and so I just, I want to wrap up in general, just a topic for the morning. You know, we're talking intercessory prayer and praying on the spot. What's been helpful for me you know, as we talk, and it, it's just in, in general, we've talked a lots of different pieces about prayer and intercessory prayer. And the next few episodes, we will. We'll continue to hit. There's different pieces. There's so much to intercessory prayer. On the one hand, it can almost feel like we're overdoing it. But what I want to invite our listeners into is the the depth and the riches. We're just un, unloading or uh, really diving in to just intercessory prayer, but the riches of the church and the riches of the spiritual life has so much to offer if we take the time to dig, to dig deeper into these things, to, to unpeel these layers one at a time. And so we're talking praying on the spot this time. Uh, last week we talked praying fervently. So continue to be with us, continue to stay with us on Awaken as we continue to unveil these layers of intercessory prayer. God bless you. This has been Awaken on the Real Presence Radio Network. Awaken comes to you every second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 7 a.m. Central with Mark and Dr. Joe Hallcraft. Want to listen to the show again? You can find the podcast any time of the day or night on our website at realpresenceradio.com slash awaken or on the Real Presence Radio app in the podcast section. Again, that's realpresenceradio.com slash awaken or in the free Real Presence Radio app. 
Be sure to join us again next time for more Awaken with Mark and Dr. Joe Hullcraft.